as always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Category Is, your favorite award-winning podcast. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing well. I um, I don't know about y'all, but things have been going pretty crazy over here. It's been pretty busy, and you think it's the summertime, so things would be kind of, you know, chill, winding down. People you know, in and out of the office, but it's been pretty busy for me. I mentioned um, in the previous episode that I'm going on a trip next week, so I'll probably give some more details um, in next week's episode. But yeah, I've been doing all my planning and making my folder for that and, you know, just really doing the research because I like to, you know, figure out the best restaurant to eat at, uh, the, you know, best things to do in the city. And that takes time. So I've been doing that. (laughs) Work's been crazy as well. Um, And then my business, Paper Genius, has been also pretty busy. So I need a cocktail. (laughs) So (laughs) let's get into what you're drinking for tonight. I have an appropriately themed cocktail for tonight. And again, this is one of Bartesian's new cocktails. I don't know if I featured it. in an episode before, I can't remember, but it is called the Bee's Knees, which is a Prohibition era cocktail featuring gin, lemon juice, and honey. Very simple to make. Um, it was created during the 1920s, and back then they had a phrase called, you know, saying something was the Bee's Knees means that it was, you know, excellent or uh, outstanding. This drink is a bit sweet for me. I think it could be the honey. Um, so maybe the balance is just a little off in the Bartesia. Maybe I need to add a little bit more gin to it. But if you want to make this cocktail and follow along with me this week, it's pretty simple to make. So it's just about two, three ounces of gin to your liking, uh, about an ounce or so of lemon juice, and then half an ounce of lemon syrup. And to basically make that, it's similar to a simple syrup, which uses um, like granulated white sugar so you basically take equal parts honey and water and just mix that up you don't have to heat it at all Uh, you can just uh, mix up equal parts and then use it for the cocktail if you want to keep it vegan because vegans don't eat honey which i you know whatever but you could use i guess you could use agave it'll add a bit more flavor than just a um than just using a simple syrup. So yeah, I would do an agave syrup, I would say. So equal parts agave and water, and then uh, mix it into the cocktail. So let's hop right on into the categories for this week. Not much is going on. I mean, it's been kind of a slow week on the news front. Um, It's been dominated by the January 6th hearings, which are going on in Washington. They put them in prime time too, which I was like, girl, no ma'am. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't nobody tuning in to watch this. Real Housewives is on. I mean, for real. So they're basically, you know, showing all the footage and, you know, kind of reliving the whole January 6th thing. And it's a bit too much for me. I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Probably nothing. But I'm just, you know, I'm going to stay away from that. So the big news that everybody wants to talk about this week is y'all girl Beyonce. She's not my diva of choice, but you know, 
to each their own, announced in the middle of the night, like she likes to do, that she's dropping an album. Her seventh studio album is coming out on July 29th. Now, this is a departure for Beyonce because she has popularized the trend of just doing a surprise album drop. Like, no promotion, no interviews, no nothing. She'll just drop like drop the album in the middle of the night, and y'all just go crazy all night listening to it. Um, it's getting kind of played out. Drake actually just dropped the album, surprise album, last night. But that explains why I couldn't find him in Toronto. He was in the studio. He was in the lab with a pen and a pad trying to get this uh, CD out. But I'm a little curious as to why Beyonce has kind of changed up her tactics. Like I said, it gotten played out. Like the past, what, two or three projects that she's done she's dropped them like in the middle of the night so i don't know maybe she tired of it too but she went like the adele route remember when adele was releasing i guess 25 and she did a promo and it was just <laughs> like the title screen that said hello uh it's me and then um for 30 she was doing like those billboards around the world with just 30 written on them so Beyonce just released a, well, back up because a few days ago, maybe last week, she removed like the profile pictures on all of her, her social media. And so people are thinking, oh God, she's about to do something. And so the beehive was going crazy. And then so on Thursday morning, she released the title of the new project apparently is Renaissance Act One. Or Act One Renaissance. I don't know. But she also is on the cover of British Vogue for July uh, 2020. She's on a old nasty red horse with a black uh, outfit on. And then they released some of the pictures of the, the photo shoot that she did. And so she has like a little pink coat and wear her titties out. And I think I saw a gold one too, where she had a 27 piece wig on. But the pictures looked good. I mean, she looked good. But yeah, I'm curious to know like what's changed up in her promotion tactics because Beyonce is notoriously private. She doesn't give interviews. I think that's because she doesn't speak well. Maybe she took some <laughs> elocution classes in the interim, but I don't know, girl. Like you need to enunciate a little bit better. But I mean we will see what the project is gonna give. The one thing that confused me is that Mom is already selling merchandise for this new project and i'm like girl for what it has no visuals it doesn't i don't i guess if renaissance is the title i guess it has a title but other than that it has nothing else so you can buy this box set for 39.99 there's four different options you get a t-shirt and a cd limit four units per customer and cover artwork plus T-shirt design will be unveiled at a later date. And if you look at the graphic on the page, it's just like a mirrored box, a CD, which who got a CD player these days? Like now people got to go out and buy a CD player. I think y'all are about to get gooped because I know people are buying it like crazy. But how you buying stuff? You don't know what you're getting. <laughs> Mystery box situation. No, man. I, Child, I'm not the one. And no, I'm not a fan um, of Beyonce. I will say that she's one of the greatest performers of all time. Like, she's an entertainer. 
Um, but the songs that I have heard of hers from the past few projects just haven't gotten me. I don't think her catalog is like timeless. Like uh, you can't be, you know, like sixty years old <laughs> dancing across the stage to some of these songs. Like I, I just, I, I don't know what she's gonna be giving that can like stand the test of time. Because Mama, you forty plus, and not to be ageist, but it's time to sunset, girl. Transition into something else and let these young girls have it. But y'all will buy it anyway. Y'all are gonna go to that concert anyway. You're going to be eating ramen noodles and be late on your rent payments. But at this juncture in her career, like what is going to be super outstanding um, about the project? I could be wrong. I could, and, you know, I hope to be proven wrong. And I have another bone to pick with Miss Beyonce, honey, because on Thursday was also the day that my diva of choice, Mariah Carey, was getting inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame which is an amazing accomplishment, number one. And then being that Mariah has 19 number one hits and she wrote 18 of them. The only one that she did not write was I'll Be There, which was the Michael Jackson um, cover, uh, or Jackson 5, I'm sorry, cover that she did on MTV Unplugged back in the day. But yeah, you had 19 number one hits. You wrote all of them except for one. The majority of her songs she writes herself. Mariah always said that she's a songwriter first. You know, she always considers herself a songwriter first. And so I feel like the longevity of her songs, like you can listen to a Mariah Carey song from 1990, you know, 1991, 92, and it sounds, the lyrics are current. You know, they still feel current. They still feel relevant. You still feel like that connection to them. And I just think a lot of people don't have that, you know, these days. Like it took like seven, eight people to write like a Justin Bieber song <laughs> or like the artists who are popular today write none of their stuff. Cardi B don't write none of her stuff. Megan Thee Stallion writes none of her stuff. Beyonce will, they'll give her a vanity, you know, credit on a lot of her things, but it feels like, cause you know, if you're last on the, li on the list, that means you put in like two words uh, of the lyrics, but like Beyonce, like, you could have waited till Friday to announce this thing like you got over a month of promotions to do like you could have waited 24 more hours you had the people waiting for what seven eight years when was her last CD? i don't know you had them waiting anyway because i guess the soundtrack doesn't count she did that lion king soundtrack but y'all could have waited one more day to release that announcement trying to steal uh mariah's uh, shine but you can't do that but anyway again mariah's songs are timeless they have longevity she will make money every single year from November to January off her Christmas uh, song, All I Want for Christmas Is You, which, by the way, did you hear that she's getting sued for the song? Somebody named Vince, um, somebody, he's a, he's claims to be an uh, artist or something. He says that he wrote and released the song called All I Want for Christmas Is You in like 1990 or something. And then he alleges that Mariah stole his idea. The lyrics are completely different. The vibe is completely different. It's, I believe, a kind of country-ish kind of song. And, sir, it is 2022. And you just now 
becoming aware of Mariah Carey's song, and you're just now saying that she <laughs> violated your intellectual property, girl. Bye. Go sit down somewhere with that. But anyway, y'all, that's all I got for Miss Beyonce. Y'all let me know how this uh, CD uh, turns out. And if y'all buy this merchandise without even knowing what it is, <laughs> I got a bridge I can sell you um, as well. So just hit me up in a DM. And in a follow-up, quick follow-up um, to the Met Gala category a few weeks ago, Kim Kardashian is under fire yet again um, for wearing Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe's like $5 million Mr. President dress. It's owned by Ripley's, believe it or not. And allegedly, because Kim was so squoze up in it, she damaged the very, very delicate dress. I'm sure somebody over at Ripley's is getting fired today because they released pictures of the before and after. <laughs> that thing all stretched out beads are missing from it and it just ooh, gross in bad shape but i guess kim ain't getting her security deposit back from wearing that dress but it was just a dumb idea in the first place it, it had nothing to do with the theme of the the event it's this you know priceless well, i guess they got a price on it but it's this iconic piece of history and you just want to wear it just because you can, like, girl, no, ma'am. And in the final category of this week, y'all know it's Pride Month and uh, how I feel about the corporate takeover of Pride. But, you know, at least this, this time, some, some companies are getting a bit creative with it. So Burger King released a corny <laughs> kind of ad campaign where they have a Whopper. And they're selling two different versions. One has two top buns and one has two bottom buns. It's like that Rachel Ray. Remember the Rachel Ray uh, cooking show? Does, does that still come on? I can't remember. But um, she was making burgers and she said, <laughs> and it became, you know, like a meme. She's like, I've got two bottoms and no top. And that's <laughs> not fun at any party. So maybe they have a gay working in the, ad department down at the Burger King and and he uh, pitched that idea. But I guess it's cute. One of the meal delivery services, I can't remember if it's Uber Eats or Grubhub, they are releasing a, or maybe it's DoorDash, they've released, but one of the meal delivery companies, I can't remember which one, released a meal for bottoms. Meal, I don't know what's in it. I couldn't find it. But it's probably just ice chips and air because... Who is ordering anything if they try on a bottom that night? So I know it's not no burrito or no Indian food or nothing spicy because that's just going to fuck up your whole situation. But speaking of meal delivery services, did y'all hear about what's, what happened in Philly? Philly wilding out as usual. But a few days ago, some meal delivery service driver, delivery driver, shot a Chick-fil-A employee because the employee forgot to put the milkshake with the order that he was picking up. Like, no, ma'am, maintaining your five-star rating is not that serious. Because I know that order didn't get delivered. You're running from the cops yet, but it's just crazy out here. And so my tens, tens, tens across the board is going to Jennifer. What's her middle name? Renee. I feel like it's Renee. Ooh, it's Kate. Oh, really? Jennifer Kate Hudson. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Jennifer Hudson 
is the newest member of the EGOT award-winning family. So an EGOT is when you win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Earlier this week, it was the Tony Awards, but I didn't even know it was happening um, right now. But she won a Tony Award for producing a Broadway musical called A Strange Loop. And the premise of this, this Broadway show is that it follows Usher, not Usher Raymond, but Usher is a Black queer writer writing a musical about a Black queer writer writing a musical about a Black queer writer. So it's, I guess, a loop, a strange loop, which I guess is where the title um, comes from. So tens for you, Jennifer Hudson. You're the 17th person to achieve this honor. I think she's also like only, she's like the third youngest uh, person as well. So she is 40. And John Legend was like 39 when he won, or when he completed his EGOT. And there's like another guy who was maybe like, I don't know, he was younger than, than that. But 10 Street for you. I have a concern about the EGOTs. I feel like, yes, it is an accomplishment. Yes, it is. You know, winning an award is amazing. However, comma i feel like you should it means it means more when you win it for what the award is for if that makes sense so like so jennifer won the emmy for producing a tv show which was only like 27 minutes long she won the grammy for uh was it spotlight (laughs) all i remember is whitney houston presented her the award so that was a moment in history um when Jennifer Hudson won that Grammy. She won the Oscar for Dreamgirls, and now she won the Tony for producing. I personally feel like it kind of takes away from the, not that it takes away from it, but it kind of changes the perception of the awards for me because you're not winning the award for what the awards are mainly about. Like, you won the Oscar for acting, and well, she basically won it for singing. And I'm telling you, but, you know, it's an acting award. She won Best Supporting Actress. Yes, there are a number of different awards that you can win at the Academy Awards. You can win for makeup. You can win for sound design. You can win for editing. You can win for hair. You know, (laughs) it's all these things that are very, you know, pivotal to creating, you know, these really big projects but if i won the academy award for hair and then i'm winning a grammy (laughs) for editing and then i'm winning an emmy for sound design and then i'm winning a tony for costumes or something i don't know would i be an egot yes but am i doing what the award is really there for not really but you know i'm not trying to take away anybody's accomplishments i just say it just colors it a bit differently for me because even john legend i believe he won his tonys for producing because like technically you can win an oscar and a grammy for a song that's on like a soundtrack and you know it just uh you know i mean child whatever but tens for you jennifer hudson the second only the second black woman after Whoopi Goldberg to complete the EGOT Award series. So that about wraps up this week's episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, 
and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. 